Welcome back to the Fantasy Football, Fat Boy Fantasy Football Podcast. Probably I don't even know where I'm at at this point. Uh, it's your boy. It's the fat boy himself, Victor, here with my friend, Xavier. Say hello, what up. Hello. Hello. Um, I hope your weekend was better than mine. Uh, seeing the absolute massacre that happened of the Broncos. And I thought I turned 70 this weekend because I received a bunch of 70 texts just to see that my team had gotten smashed while I was at the races. Um, how was your weekend, sir? Uh, it was, it wasn't as bad as yours, but the, uh, the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals. So, I mean, it was, it's probably half as bad, but, uh, I mean, they still lost to a team that was projected to be like the bottom of the bottom. So first pick in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, I, I really don't. Our teams are just trash cans. Well, at least your team has won a game this year. Um, we are playing the Bears this week to see who's the actual worst team in the league. <laughs> and um, we're going to see how this goes. If there's ever a week to win, if there's ever a football god to pray to, I am praying to them this week because I don't want to go 0-4 and lose to the Bears. No one wants to lose to the Bears. But with all that being said, we'll kind of go over the recap of the games this week. Up first, we got Colts and Ravens. Uh, surprising win by the Colts, being able to pull it out in overtime. Um, Lamar Jackson did the whole Lamar Jackson thing with 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns on top of his 200 yards passing. Gardner Minshew did what he needed to do as a game manager. Zach Moss was the bell cow with 30 carries and a touchdown as well. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? Uh, my biggest takeaway is that insert any running back here and they go pretty much for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other than when Deion Jackson fumbled, but he's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, so got this is Zach Moss's backfield for the next few games. Uh, the other guy had – I don't even know who that is, but he had five Trey carries. Trey Sermon. Yeah, I mean <clears> – but I think when uh, – definitely whenever – Anthony Richardson gets back, uh, those targets and receptions are going to go down a little bit for Michael Pittman and Josh Downs. I think, I think they're doing, they're just doing really good based off that Gardner Minshew 44 pass attempts right there. Mm-hmm. So, well, I just think they were playing well, playing complimentary football, I guess you can say. Oh, yeah. With the uh, Colts actually putting the clamps onto the Ravens with four sacks and only allowing 17 points. That's a pretty good, uh, game if I do say so myself but up next Browns Titans uh Browns won 27 to 3 Deshaun Watson kind of looked a little bit like his old self nothing crazy 289 passing and two touchdowns uh Tannehill as we all kind of expected isn't a quarterback that you want to start anytime soon if you're having to start him I am praying for your sanity (laughs) but me personally, my biggest takeaway is the split that they're having with the backfield in Tennessee because Ty J. Spears saw 56% of the snaps. Uh, Derrick Henry only saw 38%. If you're a Derrick Henry owner, how much of a concern or panic do you have right now? A lot. A lot of panic. He's not only old, but he's losing uh, snaps to the younger guy and – a man I mean, with no ACLs himself. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, look at this. I mean, I'm looking at the box score right now. There's no production on the offensive side. No, like none whatsoever. Uh, three receptions for DeAndre Hopkins. Two receptions for Chris Moore. I mean, like, there was. It's just bad all around offense. Yeah, it's with that offense. The only way Derrick Henry is relevant is if the Titans are winning. So I went and checked the previous uh, stat percentages, and he only beat, <clears throat> sorry, Tajay Spears in snaps, or uh, outsnapped him, I should say, whenever they had beat the Chargers week two. If the, it looks like if they're leading, Derrick Henry's in. If they're losing, Tajay Spears is in. And if they're losing and he drafted Derrick Henry in the first or second round, uh, you're in much trouble because the Titans, I don't see them winning many games this year. No. Um. Big game for Mari Cooper, though. Seven for one eight, 116 and a touchdown. Uh, anything else you have to say about the Brown side? Brown side. Uh, Elijah Moore, nine receptions. Uh, I mean, not a lot of yardage, but if you're playing a PPR, you're taking a look at that. Um, keep track of Jerome Ford, uh, that Jerome Ford work, along with Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong. That, as of right now, that looks like a little bit of a three-back committee, but that Pierre Strong should go down a little bit when once Kareem Hunt gets uh, acclimated to that offense. Up and moving and all yeah. that good stuff. Um, well, with that being said, we'll kind of go on to the next game then. Lions and Falcons, 20-6 uh, to six victory through the Lions. Uh, I don't know about you, but the Lions defense, especially the run defense, is looking a little scary now. Um, does that bring you any kind of concern whenever you see the Lions pop up as a matchup for your running back? Um, I think it really depends on what running back I have. Like if, like if I, like if, if I had Damian Pierce and he was going against the Lions, I would be a little scared. Um, but I guess what's the tier then that you don't have a concern? Is it like probably a top 10 running back? I guess you yeah. could say. Your yeah. CMCs, your Ecklers, yeah. maybe your Kenneth Walkers. Yeah, if to, yeah, because okay, Kenneth Walker had two touchdowns last week against the Lions. So, I mean, I think Kenneth Walker is where you can draw the line. Uh, I mean, who else? I mean, I say basically yeah. mid to high end RB one is where. I mean, they're basically matchup proof in most cases, but of yeah. course you're going to have those letdown games for sure. Yeah, I think this was one of those letdown games, especially for B. John Robinson. Um, I mean, if you're playing in PPR, he still got you, what is that, 10? 10, 10 11. points. So, I mean, I'm not too mad. I'm like, okay, he got me 10 points. He, it's not a freaking donut, so I'm not mad. What I'm mad about is Drake London and Kyle Pitts. That's what I'm mad about. <laughs> oh. I mean, Kyle Pitts had a better game than he has been having. <laughs> He basically shot a little over par for the course this past week. He actually beat his projection by a couple points, but that's not saying much. I mean, given he wasn't drafted like in the third round like he was last year. Yeah. But being a fan and seeing how he's not being utilized, as well as Johnu Smith getting just as many targets, and we know Johnu Smith is probably not as gifted as Kyle Pitts is. Just. Yeah, just probably not. Probably GM here, you know, <laughs> I feel like Kyle Pitts would do great, like in a Travis Kelsey role, but we're not going to see that within this offense. Um, me personally, I'm going to be out on him until he leaves the Falcons. 
Um, he's getting pretty close to that droppable tier where he could almost start streaming Kyle Pitts now at this point. This is but, this is like a buy low opportunity in Dynasty if you're a rebuilding team. That's understandable. I can see that. Um, anything else you have to say about the Falcons or the Lions? Um, Sam Laporta, top three dynasty tight end, top Question five, mark. top five redraft tight end. <laughs> I mean, hey, he dropped twenty six this past week. Had a touchdown. That's wild. You're playing with the uh, tight end premiums, like a lot of dynasties do. He actually ended up with twenty six points. Um, it'd be cray cray in these streets now. <laughs> it do be. And he was the one that people weren't going to say he's going to do much yet. But look at him now. Growing up on us already. <laughs> but up next, we got the uh, Saints and Packers. Uh, if you had relied on Derek Carr, you're going to be without him for probably at least a week, maybe two, with his AC sprain in his shoulder. But what was your uh, big thing from this game? What's your one big thing? Seemed like a pretty boring game for the most part, but it was a pretty boring game. It, it was a lot of field goals being scored, but um, I did, I did see Jimmy Graham get, uh, catch a touchdown. I was really surprised. But another thing was, I really thought that Kendra Miller was going to go in there and do a lot more. I mean, he did have the most carries they they I guess they try to give them the most opportunity but the Packers defense is pretty good it, it's not a bad defense no push or uh when push they're comes not pushovers yeah push cups to shove they're not pushovers as well but um I don't know I, I still have a little faith in Kendra Miller even even when um Alvin Kamara comes back maybe he can be the Jamal Williams role then uh next week week after, but uh, you do see um, let's see, what was I looking at? Romeo Dobbs had 12 targets this week. Yeah. Given wow. we'll see how his usage changes whenever uh, Christian Watson comes back. That just put a smile on my face. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he had 12 targets, 73 yards, 5 receptions, and a touchdown. So he was uh, he balled a little bit. Didn't really put anybody on notice, but if you did have to spot start Romeo Dobbs this week, uh, definitely did pay off. Big W. And outside of that, Jordan Love keeps scoring 20 points. Uh, if he's somehow still on your waivers, I would pick him up as a good backup quarterback, not a starting oh, yeah. quarterback at this point. I wouldn't trade Jalen Hurts away for him, though. But <laughs> Man. That's, that's a whole different story there. <laughs> But up next, Titans – or not Titans, sorry, Texans and Jaguars. Uh, are we panicking about the Jaguars? Um, got beat by 20 by the Texans, who are also supposed to be in this Caleb Williams sweepstakes, even though they traded away their pick last year. I don't think I panicked, to be honest. I mean, if you just look at that offense – and I know they weren't really that good this past, this past game, but there's no way you can really say they're – they're done or like they're I mean yeah they're not doing good but you can't sit here and tell me like and I know you're not but nobody can sit here and tell me like they're going to be bad this whole year but <clears throat> I mean maybe it was just the defense 
I, I didn't really see the game all that much, but uh, let me see. Had no sacks. The defense had wow. one interception, no sacks, and then a field goal block. So, yeah. nothing crazy from the Texans' defense. Trevor Lawrence still went 27 for 40, so he still had uh, right about a 64% completion percentage, if I'm doing the math right in my head. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not looking great for the Jaguars, not being able to score uh, on the Chiefs last week, given it was the Chris Jones we back game. But yeah. Uh CJ Stroud is looking like a pretty solid rookie at this point. I uh, went oh, twenty yeah. for thirty for two eighty two touchdowns as well as a couple of carries. Damian Pierce had a touchdown but pretty efficient pretty inefficient with his carries. Only thirty one yards on fourteen carries. And then Tank Dell. That's Are you all in on Tank Dell? Waiver <laughs> wire pickup. Waiver wire waiver wire. I picked I mean, him up. Know, uh, now you I picked know. him up last week, actually, in in a redraft league. I picked him up, and this week he went out and did 145 yards. And I was like, "Well, I didn't start him, but at least he's on the team." Well, there's someone else we're gonna be talking about that every owner in America is kicking themselves for either a not having on their team, or b um, not starting them. It hurts me to say this. The Dolphins destroyed my Broncos, breaking my heart, as we mentioned. 70 to 20. If you were Mike McDaniel, they're at the end of the game. Do you kick the field goal? That's my uh, biggest question for you. I think honestly, I don't. I don't. I don't I don't You're see a, a point. I don't see a point. Break in the record. Putting, I mean, I just don't see a point in in uh Put a potentially, nail the potentially, uh, potentially hurting your players during during a play that everyone's gonna be playing full force at because the Broncos are gonna be embarrassed. I mean, but still, I I'm it's just a field goal. There's no starters playing on the field goal unit. <laughs> Baker can get his leg broken. You watch. Uh, both the running backs for the Dolphins both at least put up 45 points. Uh, Mostert, 13 Jeez. for 82, three touchdowns, seven receptions, 60 yards, and another touchdown. Uh, Devon A. Chain, or sorry, Devon A. Chan is actually how you pronounce his name, according to some uh, recent articles that came out. It's like, hey, can y'all stop mispronouncing my name? It's A. Chan. So Devon A. Chan had 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns as well as four receptions for 30 yards and another two touchdowns. Jeez. Yeah, it was a massacre, and it was not pleasant to hear about. It was not pleasant to watch. Uh, I thought it was bad. Never. It was 35-13 to 13 at halftime. Then I turn it on while I'm at the races and see Mike White throwing a bomb to Robbie Chosen <laughs> Anderson or however he said his name now. Yeah, whatever, whatever name he has now. Where he burned... PS2 for 70 yards for a touchdown in the fourth quarter after they pulled out all the starters and they're still scoring points on us. Um, it's not a pretty thing to see whatsoever. The only benefit for the Broncos defense is they got a kick six or a punt return for a touchdown. But if you are you starting any Broncos players at this point? Because Carlin Sutton still had a decent game, eight for 91 and a touchdown. Uh, 
Russell Wilson really didn't do a whole lot. None of the running backs really did anything either. Are the Dolphins Super Bowl contenders, or are the Broncos really just that bad? Or is it a little bit of both? I think it is a little bit of both. I Definitely the Dolphins are Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they did all that without Jalen Waddle. So, I mean, just imagine they get Jalen Waddle back next week. Um, and then on the other side, the Broncos, they don't have a bad offense. Like, you look at the running back, you're like, okay, it's a good running back. He's pretty good. You look at the wide receiver core, you're like, okay, that's actually pretty good. But something needs to click, and something needs to click soon. Something needs to happen. So We are giving away too many first-round picks for them to end up being in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> but next game, so I could get over my despair, uh, Chargers and Vikings. If you are a Vikings fan, are you panicking with them being 0-3? The offense is rolling, but the defense just can't seem to put it together. Um, I think if you're a fantasy manager, no. But if you are, if you're just a fan, <laughs> you're just a Vikings fan, you're like kind of panicking. Yeah, I would be. Is there any kind of buy low, sell high candidates that you see in this? Oh! Another thing, if you have Mostert or A-Chan, try to sell them. Yes. Sell them immediately. Sell immediately. I'm, there I'm trying is to sell never them. a higher value. You might even be able to trade Mostert for a straight-up RB1 at this point. Yeah. You will be able to find some scrub out there. Trade him for an RB1 right now. Anyways, back to this Vikings and Chargers game. <laughs> Uh, Madison finally looked like he could play. I don't know if it's, he needed some fire in his butt with Cam Akers getting traded over there. Given Cam Akers was a healthy scratch for this week because he is still learning the playbook and all that. Um, would you try to sell Madison at this point? I'm sorry, say it again. So would you try to sell Madison after this big performance? Uh, yeah. 93 I, yards and five receptions for 32 yards as well. Yeah, I'm actually actively trying to sell Madison right now. I'm in trade talks. Um, I am trying to sell him because even if there's like a chance that he's going to get a 50, 50 split with cam makers, that just brings his, his uh, ceiling and floor down. Yeah. Yeah. It just brings it down. So, and he wasn't doing good anyways before this. So, I mean, and we know the chargers aren't the best run team or run defense. Uh, they're severely missing a running back because Josh Kelly is not getting it done at this point. Uh, Austin Eckler, I know you are a big fantasy football fan. Um, the city needs you at this point. City Your teams needs. need you. Uh, Keenan Allen put up a monster game, 18 receptions, 200 yards, as well as a passing touchdown. Uh, Mike Williams had a great game before he tore his ACL. Sorry to break the news, but he's out for the season. Um, if given they're probably not on waivers, but if they're both on waivers, who are you taking Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnson for the rest of the year? Uh, I think Josh Palmer, I think I'd, I think I'd go Josh Palmer for dynasty. Would you try to sell Quentin Johnson at this point? Cause I don't feel like you're getting the return on investment at this point. Uh, he was a mid first round pick this past year. Mid to late first, I guess you could say. 
I don't I would, think you're really getting that form, so I would probably hold on to him, but how about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I think you hold on a little more, maybe wait a little bit until he has a breakout. Maybe even like a, a game where he just grabs a touchdown and he scores barely 15 points, and then you trade Quentin Johnson in a second to go get uh, someone. Uh, if you could go grab Jordan Addison, maybe. that Get you a more bona fide wide receiver, too. Yeah, yeah, I would go do that, but I, I mean, mean, at this I, point, if you make a trade with the owner, he might even be able to get Johnston as a possible add-on. Yeah. She'd be yeah. like, hey, if you throw in QJ, I'll take the trade. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins keeps dominating. Kind of wild to see. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy football right now. Um, can he sustain this? Because I think he's throwing this ball like 50 times a game. <laughs> well, 33-31, or sorry, 44-44 and 50 in the last three games. Is his attempts. Can he sustain it? I think he can sustain it, but is it doable? Probably, maybe. I don't know. He, he just has really good receiving core. Mm-hmm. So as long as he's not throwing interceptions, as long as he's not turning the ball over, it's fine. He can do whatever he wants. If, if the offense is designed that way and if the wide receivers and the tight end is doing that good, then I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, everyone was, or the they were coming out saying we're going to be more pass happy this year, but I don't think anyone expected this kind of air raid offense almost. Yeah, but going into next week, um, we have the New England Ghost. That's what Zach Wilson was seeing the entire game uh, against the Jets. The Patriots did win fifteen to ten. Uh, any chance the Jets have a chance to make a deep run? Not so everyone unless, was saying Super Bowl or bust at this point, but not unless they grab a quarterback for some reason. Hey, they they picked up Trevor Simeon fresh off the free agency. I saw that. Is Trevor Simeon the answer? <laughs> Go trade for Kirk Cousins and see what happens. I don't know. Um, no kind of offense in this game. The highest scoring running back was actually a fullback. For the Jets, at least. Uh, no running back scored more than 10. And even then, Ezekiel Elliott had 9.7. Ramondre had 7.2. No kind of offense to be found unless you had somehow started Paris Brown for the Patriots, who scored a 71-yard touchdown as a tight end. Or sorry, not Paris Brown. Pharaoh Brown. Paris Pharaoh Brown. Tackle. It was a good grab, too. I saw that. So, yeah, it's... uh. Pretty crazy that a big man's taking it to the house. Show us up. Show the big man some love. But I don't got nothing else to say about this game. How about you? Because it's not really much to say about it. Garrett Wilson is mad. He is mad. The entire offense is mad. Yeah. Brees Michael Hall Carter almost got mad. in a fight with the coach. Yeah. Garrett Wilson is getting in a fight. <laughs> Brees Hall is tweeting, give me more than four touches and we'll win the game. And he got 12 and only had basically a 1.5 yards per attempt. <laughs> Um, if you have any kind of Jets players it might be too late to sell but you might need to uh, trade a Jets player and a piece and go get someone else in a good offense yeah because the Jets aren't it yeah Um, up next we have the Bills and Commanders it was a uh, domination one way not the other Bills won 37 to 3. Uh you got anything to say about this game? 
uh, Antonio Gibson is done. It's over. Get out. Get out. Yeah, it's a pretty sad sight. He was the running back that I was targeting and more uh, than Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, but it's just pretty one-sided with this game. Nothing really much. The uh, Bills defense, defense went country <laughs> on you there for a second. Yeehaw there, Bucker. Um, Buffalo, four picks, nine sacks, just absolute domination of Sam Howell. Uh, personally, I'm not really panicking about Sam Howell. It's You're going to have these growing pains as a quarterback, uh, given you probably weren't starting him in most situations. But with the commanders and how their offenses looked, is there a little bit of can you really start anybody maybe outside of Scary Terry or uh, Brian Robinson? I mean, not really. I mean, before before this week, you could have started Logan Thomas. He was like a top. He's a top, I think, six or seven tight end, but he was. Or was he injured? Well, just because he fell into the end zone a couple of times, and then yeah, but the Broncos decided to, you know, take his helmet off. So other than that, you just on redraft, especially you, you only want to start Brian Robinson and Terry McLaurin, and then in deep in deep deep leagues, start eleven, twelve. You're still gonna start Jahan Dotson unless you have obviously someone better, but unless you have the depth of like six wide receivers to start over yeah, him. You, you have to start Jahan Dotson and just hope he gets the ball rolling like he did at the end of last year. Yeah, then James Cook is still doing the James Cook thing. Yeah. Uh, if you did draft him in redraft leagues, you're very happy with it. But I have a team that's absolutely dominating, and my running backs were this week were James Cook and Raheem Mostert. So uh, definitely had some destruction in my league and was also the first team to put up 200 points so far. So nice. we've been running this league for three years. So yep. shout out my roadhouse rejects. Sorry for the ass whooping this week. Hey, it um, wasn't against up, me. <laughs> <laughs> up next, Carolina and Seahawks. Uh, Carolina's 0-3. Not like we expected them to do much of anything else. Uh, Seattle. Kenneth Walker had a monster game with the two touchdowns as well as 153 all-purpose yards. Uh, if you have Zach Charbonnet, are you worried? Because he's not really getting much play at all. No, at but least... his snap share is going up. Uh, I saw something that was like, it was. It's been. It went from like forty-one percent uh, two weeks ago. And now it's like forty-seven or something like that. It's going up slowly. Twenty-four, before. twenty-six, and then now forty-three this past yeah, week. Yeah, I don't remember something like that, but it's going up. So I think if anything, you hold, um, and you see what happens. Because I mean, in it, most situations, you don't even have him on your team in a redraft, like ten to twelve man league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's more of the dynasty side. Uh, Miles Sanders is still getting a lot of the volume. 18 opportunities. Uh, he had nine targets as well as nine carries. Uh, he also fell into the end zone. Big surprise this week was Adam Thielen putting up a 30-burger. He had 11 receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, are you trying to get any of these players in this game? The only person I can really think about is DK Metcalf. 
is someone that I would actively be trying to possibly get. But uh, would you potentially try to reach out and see what the owners want for Thielen, given this would be a terrible week to try to reach out for him? No, but I don't care. <laughs> he's back-to-back weeks to touchdown, at least nine receptions the past two weeks as well. Given this, Andy Dalton under center and not uh, – what's his face? Bryce Young. No, but, I wouldn't do it. All right, now it's time for your heartbreak. Uh, the Super Bowl-bound Cowboys lost to the Trash Bowl-bound Cardinals, 28-16. to um, The Cardinals' defense looked like an actual defense, which was the biggest <laughs> surprise to me personally. Uh, two sacks as well as that late pick that uh, Dak Prescott threw. Um, anything that you have to say about this game? Uh, I don't want, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> don't Next, know. Yeah, I felt with the Broncos game. Um, Tony Pollard still showed out 23 carries, 122 yards, as well as three receptions. Uh, Rico Dowdle was actually the uh, running back that fell into the end zone this week. Um, Michael Gallup had a decent game. CD Lamb. It's almost a ghost. He only had four receptions for 50 yards. Uh, Hollywood Brown had a touchdown. Rondale Moore had a long touchdown. And James Conner, someone that we had talked about earlier in the season being a zero RB uh, pickup, is RB9 on the season. So he is paying off so far. Yep. So we will see how that story continues on. But he's a solid running back that we've been seeing play like this for, you know, five, six years now at this point with him. Never was playing with the Steelers. And he's a bell cow running back. That's what you want. Yeah. With him, it's like a one one year he's on, one year he's off, one year he's on, one year he's off. This is an on year. I mean, last year it was on year too, wasn't it? I'm not mistaken. I mean, like injuries. But he was – he missed four games last year, then two years or two games the year before last. So we haven't hit the injury woes just yet. But up next, we have another beatdown. The afternoon games were miserable to watch as the uh, Taylor Swift Chiefs huh. beat the Chicago Bears. I don't know if you heard, but apparently Taylor Swift is a Travis Kelsey fan. Um. um. I've only seen a post here and there on social media. I don't know about you, but the Chiefs dominated as expected. Oh, Justin yeah. Fields falling out like he wanted to. He said he didn't want to listen to the coaches no more. I'm gonna play like I want to play, and threw a massive 99 yards and a touchdown, <laughs> and as well as 40, 11 carries for 47 yards. Patrick Mahomes did the Patrick Mahomes thing. Scored three touchdowns, 270 in the air. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, and Clyde all scored a touchdown. So if he started any of the three, you were decent. He felt good about it. Um, Only relevant player from the Bears was DJ Moore. Three for six, uh, 41 yards and a touchdown himself. Travis Kelsey scored 23 points, seven receptions, 70 yards and a touchdown. Anything you got to say about this game? Because it was a bloodbath from the word go. Uh, I mean, even if Justin Fields were to have a good game, it, it's not like you were expecting any win from the Bears anyway. So, mm-hmm. Well, it's like 
if you're a Justin Fields owner, you are expecting that same Justin Fields from last year where you just saw him go for 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground and maybe like 150 in the air, maybe throws a touchdown, maybe throws a couple of picks. But you were more looking at his rushing upside, and that rushing upside hasn't been here. Uh, He's QB 18 on the season. I'm pretty sure at this point, if he drafted him, he drafted him high. what would it take for you to either a drop him or b trade him? Trade him away. Wow. Um, honestly, I think I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm hard headed on Justin Fields right now, so he was like my biggest buy in the off season. So I'm just gonna have to Dug just gonna out. have to stick with it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough, especially after the season he had last year. If you did buy him, especially in Dynasty Leagues, uh, it was costing you at least two first-round picks, uh, if not more than that, just because how expensive QBs are, especially in Superflex Leagues. Yeah. Um, he wasn't cheap to get, I could tell you that. Nope. Uh, Steelers and Raiders, kind of a sloppy game. Steelers ended up winning 23-18. to 18. Uh, I was watching this game at the uh, at a bar, and it's it wasn't fun to watch. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, it was fun watching Devontae Adams jump over everybody and score touchdowns. But whenever the Steelers had the ball, it was just real. It just looked muddy almost, even though they're playing in a stadium. I guess this, this looks sluggish. Is there any concern you have for the Steelers' offense without Deontay Johnson? Uh. Najee Harris is losing work to Jalen Warren. I mean, this week is better than the others, but you still have to keep an eye on that. I mean, he only that. had a 50% snap share this week, Najee Harris did. And Jalen Warren was at 45% himself. Yeah. So it's basically a 50-50 split. Najee Harris is another one of those players that you drafted high uh, this year, uh, probably around second to third round range. I might have fell to the fourth or fifth in some leagues just because they saw what was happening last year with the list Frank injury at the beginning of the year. Uh, Josh Jacobs off to another slow start, 17 carries for 62 yards. Uh, it could be last season uh, slowing him down, or it could just be that this offense is terrible, and he just had a lot of good breaks last year with uh, star players getting hurt, much like Renfro and uh, Darren Waller being hurt most of the year. But any other kind of concerns you have for the Raiders or the Steelers team? Uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be facing a lot of eight-man fronts, so be scared. Yeah, until Jimmy G or a quarterback can come out and toast somebody for, you know, 500 yards. It's not going to happen. We still ended up at 324, given 172, and we ended up going into Devontae Adams' back pocket, as well as other 85 going to Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers might be a sneaky person to trade for at this point. Yeah, I was just looking at that. He, he's looking pretty good. Week one, he scored almost 30 points against Denver, which apparently everybody's scoring 30 points against Denver now at this point. Uh, he had nine receptions for 81 yards and two touchdowns week one. And then this past week, seven receptions for 85 yards and at least 10 targets in both games. So he is a sneaky candidate to go try and buy right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the last games we have Eagles Buccaneers. Uh, if the Eagles get to the one yard line, go ahead and mark it up as a QB sneak. 
Yeah. Uh, another QB sneak touchdown from Jalen Hurts. Baker Mayfield couldn't get it done this week. Going up against a uh, actual defense. Played up against Minnesota and Chicago, and it was fun to think that uh, Baker Mayfield could get it done against a good team. And unfortunately, he played one, and we kind of saw what happened. Uh, 15 for 25 for 150, basically a touchdown and a pick. Um, This entire offense just looked miserable the entire game, except for that late touchdown to uh, Mike Evans helped out some managers. I'm selling Mike Evans if I have any shares of him at this point. Yeah, I already sold him. So already, he's gone. I sold him last week for uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it's uh, definitely crazy. Then, of course, with the Eagles wide receiver core, I don't know who's going to pop off. This week it was uh, A.J. Brown for nine receptions for 130 yards. Uh, Dallas Goddard still got about 12 points, so he was an early tight end pick. Uh, still a tight end 27 on the year, which doesn't really sound right. I need to go double-check that stat real quick. But any other things you have about this game? It seemed kind of basically a straightforward game, everything that we kind of expected. Either A.J. Brown or Devontae Adams is going to pop off. Mike Evans is going to get his five receptions. Chris Godwin is surprised. He's one I thought that was going to be the bigger receiver to have in this uh, offense, but that has not been the case so far. Yeah, it hasn't. I also thought Sean Tucker was going to get a little more work, but it didn't really matter. Rashad White wasn't doing anything with the ball anyway. Yeah, two and a half yards to carry, as well as three receptions for 24 yards for Rashad White. And then lastly, the Bengals finally getting the win column, 19-16 to over the Rams. Uh, Puka Nakua finally came back down to earth. He's confirmed he is not an alien. Um, But with that being said... Joe Burrow still didn't have a great game. Didn't throw a touchdown this week. Uh, he's only got two on the year as well as two picks. Any concern for Joe Burrow owners? Uh, yeah, I say so, especially in redraft. Um, definitely keep that. Keep an eye on that. If Jordan Love is on waivers, you get him. If CJ Stroud is on waivers, you get him. That's the only thing I got. Yeah, because last year, given the Bengals also started 0-3, uh, he was QB9, QB16, and QB5 to start out the year. And then this year, he has been QB31, QB21, and QB26. So, that's not what you're looking for within your – he's just like going, what, in the fifth, sixth round this year? Yeah, four, five, six. Yeah, he was he was up there. So, if you're getting that kind of production of your starting quarterback, it's – Probably making even an 0-3 team yourself. Uh, Matt Stafford still feeding his people. 2-2 Atwell had a great game this week. 22 yards rushing as well as a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown. That should have had two that, touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I mean. The rush should have been a touchdown. His, his toes were in. His heel didn't hit out of bounds. And that is why I lost my fantasy game. Because of 2-2 Atwell? No, because freaking Mike Evans... and then if you have Evan McPherson your team was looking great because even a kicker is getting 20 points out here in these streets so (laughs) um that's about it for our recap of the games 
Do you have any other kind of tidbits or information for us? Any other teams or players that you're concerned about that we really didn't cover yet? Um, not really. Oh, wait, did we go? Did we go over the 49ers Giants game? We did not go over the 49ers and Giants game. Okay. 49ers and Giants. As expected, 49ers smashed. Uh, Saquon was missed. Matt Breida did a decent job. He still scored a touchdown. Uh, Combined, the Giants running backs only had eight carries as well as five receptions on six targets. Um, You're basically banking on a Matt Breida touchdown if you do pick him up. Debo Samuel was the uh, receiver to go off this week, given there was no Ayut. And Brock Purdy still scores two touchdowns every week somehow. Doesn't know how he does it, but he does it. Except for last week, actually. It was actually the first week he didn't score two touchdowns. Did not know that. But any concern over Giants players while Saquon is out? Is it Given this is an actual good defense, Next week, the Giants play the Seahawks. Probably going to be a big game for Daniel Jones if there is a chance to have a big game. Um, any other kind of comments you have on this? I mean, you see Darren Waller should be the the main receiver out there, but he's only got three receptions. I mean, he does have seven targets, but I would just try to force feed him at this point. There's He basically just got a bunch of guys on that on that team. And I do like Wondell Robinson, Paris Campbell and Darius Slayton, but at this point they're just names. You have a monopoly of slot receivers on this team. Pretty much. And none of them are doing good. But yeah, Christian McCaffrey still does the Christian McCaffrey thing where he scores you 20 points somehow. This time it was 85 yards rushing, five receptions and a touchdown as well. So um, if you have nothing else to add on to any of these Thursday, Sunday or Monday games, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and go into our start, sit, stud, and bust segment. Yep. Who is your uh, start of the week? All right. Let's see. Sorry, I have some notes here. All right. My start of the week, if he plays Christian Watson, okay? Um, I know fresh it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know people say never start someone fresh off a hamstring injury, but, I mean, we haven't seen him play at all this year. And Jordan Love has been throwing the rock around. He's been slinging that thing. Slinging um, last, last year, the Lions had the fifth most points scored against them for fantasy wide receivers. So, I mean, could this be his coming out, his debut game? I think so. I mean, it's just a start. I didn't want to pick someone too, you know, obvious or anything. So, I'm just going to Start go. Tyreek Hill this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> start <laughs> Christian Watson. All right. Uh, my start of the week is actually uh, he's someone that we kind of talked about briefly. Uh, CJ Stroud against the Steelers. I know the Steelers have a scary pass rush, but for some reason, there's this little voice inside my head that is believing that CJ Stroud is the real deal. Um, He's completing Highly efficient on his passes. Uh, even against the Baltimore defense, he still went 28 for 44. Uh, just over about 60%. That's not bad for some rookie numbers. But he, I believe he will get it done one way or another, and he'll probably end up getting you 16, 17 points. 
he's on that QB tier where he's probably streaming QB. And that's probably the QB that I would like to uh, stream this week if I am playing that strategy. Um, I'll go ahead and go for my sit. It's actually from the Packers as well, who is actually also dealing with a hamstring injury, which is Aaron Jones. Um, given if he plays, I still might be out on him this week. Uh, the Detroit has shown that they have a pretty good run defense this year. A lot of ball hawking players. Jack Campbell is actually playing pretty well in that defense. Um, they shut Bijan down uh, pretty effectively. And I just don't see Aaron Jones uh, getting it done this week. Uh, what about you, X? Who's your set of the week? Um, my set of the week will, uh, will, will be Darren Waller. Um, you just hyped him up. I know, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's my sit. Uh, let's see. Going against the Seahawks. Um, last year, the Seahawks had the second best defense to um, tight ends. So, I mean, if if there's any game that Darren Waller can prove me wrong, it'll be this one. Okay, but still my sit. So if he gets you five receptions, a touchdown, and sixty yards, you'd be very content with that, I'm assuming. Yeah, you're you're good. You're like, okay, I'm I, I would be like, yeah, I was wrong. Okay, fine, I was wrong. My bad. My bad. Um who is your stud of the week this week? My stud. Who is of the a week? player that you is you are smashing in every DFS lineup and stuff like that? Every single one, and it's obvious. Christian McCaffrey, but I, I'm a, I'll go a step further. I'll go Elijah Mitchell as well. Um Going against the Cardinals, even I mean, even if the, that's why I say I, I'd go with Elijah Mitchell as well, because even if they do get in front a lot, then Christian McCaffrey's not going to see the field. So then just throw Elijah Mitchell in there. Um, but that I mean, there's no further. You don't need to explain any more than they're going against the Cardinals. So I mean, hey, the Cardinals are putting up a fight against the Cowboys. Just saying. Yeah, but we're not. He said we don't talk about that over here. Um, my prediction for the stud of the week is I think this is the week where Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase get it all together into one. Um, I could see this being the breakout game of the season for Jamar Chase. Uh, the Titans defense is miserable against the pass, but their run defense is probably one of the top five run defenses in the league. Um, outside of that, if you want someone on a lower tier, I would probably go with uh, Devonta Smith playing against the Commanders. I feel like the corners match up better with AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith will be, uh, I feel like running wild in that mid range. And I just don't see the Commanders being able to keep up with him. And then, last but not least, uh, my bust of the week, which is why I'm telling everybody to sell high on these players is the entire Miami backfield against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, Bills are just really good against running backs. They have linebackers that are fast. Uh, they get to the ball. Um, if the Miami's going to win this week, it's going to be in the air with Tua and Tyreek and potentially Jalen Waddle, depending on his concussion situation. But I just think this is going to be a big letdown game where everyone's going to start A-chain. Everyone, or sorry, A-chan. And everyone's going to start Mostert because they think Mostert means must start. But 
this is the week that if there was going to be a letdown game, I believe it's going to be this one. Especially with them coming off scoring 70 points, that offense is going to be maybe a little bit too cocky and then get punched in the mouth and we'll kind of see how they rebound. <laughs> but, but how about you? What is your bust of the week? Uh, my bust will be Dallas Goddard. Uh, two tight ends in your list. Oh, yeah. You're going to be going against the Commanders. Um, but like you said, I, I see I see Devonta Smith getting more work. Um, the Commanders also had the best defense against tight ends last year. So, I mean, I'm just going based off that, really. So, mm-hmm. I just I have nothing else to add to that. I feel it. I understand. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add on today? Um, uh, sell high on Devon H and Raheem Mostert. H N. H N. Pick up, <laughs> pick up C J Stroud. Pick up Tank Jordan Dell. Love. Pick up Tank Dell. Pick up Devon H N and sell him high. <laughs> and sell him high. Um, I sold. I mean. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I traded away Saquon Barkley and Jerome Ford for Jameer Gibbs in a league where isn't that isn't that the league where it's like a little you get a little more for running backs? Yeah, it's a running back premium for receptions. Yeah. So I mean, I thought it I thought it was good, especially I I pressed accept on the trade right when I saw like I it, Saquon Barkley was already injured, but I didn't know the extent of it. But it said high ankle. I pressed accept right away, right when it came out. It said. Saquon Barkley, high ankle. I said, boop, except. Said, nope, nope, <laughs> not not dealing with it. Nope. Yep. It was sitting in my inbox for a day, too. I was letting it, I was letting it marinate. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I mean, I hope Saquon Barkley comes back healthy. But, you know, yeah. you never know, especially with running backs. And I know he wants to get back and play anyway. So he'll probably come back and, and do Re-injure fine. himself. I mean, he's going to come back too soon, in my opinion. I know you want a ball. Yeah, yeah. He, a contract yeah. year, but. Yep. I think, I think, I think that's what's going to happen, too, to be honest. But. Did you make any trades this us. week? Huh? Did you make any trades this week? No, but I'm trying to sell high on A-Chan and Mostert in every <laughs> single one of my leagues. <laughs> I have a couple of trades going out where I'm probably reaching way too high. But yeah. you start high and then come back down. So. Yeah. That's the plan. We will see how my <laughs> trades go. Um, I will keep you all updated if any trades that are crazy with these players happen in any of my leagues. But with all that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode. We appreciate y'all for listening in. Like, comment, subscribe, just like every other YouTuber says. And <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Happy early birthday to my friend Xavier, too, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's turning 21, so everyone buy him a shot. <laughs> yeah, 21. But hope you all have a great day. Let's make it happen. <laughs>